ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 love. Greetings from the Catskills, where I am away for a week at a writing retreat all by myself, where I came to fulfill the biggest dream that I've ever had. Because ever since I was a little girl, the thing I have wanted most was to write a book. It's like I've just known, I've just felt it inside, and it's also the thing that scares me the most. It's the dream that I've actually been the most rejected on, and here I am going for it again because inside of me, I know that I must. And that's why today on the Purpose Girl Podcast, we are talking about you going for the biggest dreams, you going for it, or you figuring out what it is. And actually making sure that 2019 is the year that you go for it. You take steps toward it. Because as someone who has had a gun to my head, as someone who has lost a friend drowning, as someone who has been abused, I can tell you that we do not know how much time we have left on this planet. And so today's episode is dedicated to you and your dreams, to all of us and our dreams and fulfilling them. Because it is a must. It is an absolute positive must. And you're going to want to stay until the end because I'm sharing purpose power tips and an opportunity for you to have all of your dreams fulfilled this year, learning the tools that I have done to do so myself. So let me back up and share a little bit about this big dream of mine. I remember coming out of my divorce, right? I was in my 20s and at the time I would spend a lot of time at Borders bookstore. I miss Borders. And they had these big, beautiful chairs that I could sit in. And I would go to the self-help aisle and I would take my finger and just gently move it across all of the titles. I would go to where the R's were, right? It wasn't even my name at the time because I was changing my name from my married name to my maiden name. My maiden name is Rockhind. And, but I, I knew I was taking back this name and I would envision where my book would go. And at the time, I was still early in my corporate marketing career. I didn't know that I would do this or how, but I knew that I had to. I knew that it was in me. And what was coming to me at the time was actually to write a book about young divorce. I didn't have any friends who were going through divorce when I was going through it. At 26 years old, all my friends were getting married and starting to have babies. My ex and I actually decided to get a divorce the day after one of my best friends got engaged and the day before the other one got married. In fact, for my girlfriend who was getting married that next day, I was her matron of honor. And I remember saying to my husband at the time, just come with me to the wedding, right? Just, just come and pretend everything's okay because she doesn't need to hear this news the day before her wedding or the day of her wedding. And so he came and it was incredibly awkward. And in Judaism, the person who signs your marriage license, like our marriage license, it's called a ketubah, and it actually hangs on the wall. It's like a beautiful piece of artwork. And I remember the pen was in my hand to sign as her witness. 
And I paused and the rabbi looked at me because I, I paused because I didn't know what name to sign. But I took that pen and I scribbled something. And then he made a joke asking if I was a doctor too, because both the bride and the groom were doctors. And I thought, no, I'm getting divorced. And of course, no one knew, but I was going through this experience where I was planning divorce while all my friends were planning weddings. Meanwhile, my parents kind of stopped talking to me. My dad literally stopped talking to me for two months. When I first told him I wanted a divorce, he said to me, but what am I supposed to do about the wedding album? I love looking at the wedding album. What am I supposed to do about the pictures on the wall? What am I supposed to tell my friends? And listen, my dad is not a jerk. He's a wonderful person. I love him. But understandably, listen, he's been with my mom since they were 14, since the eighth grade. This was foreign to him. Divorce was something that happened to women, frankly to him, women in their 50s, right, when their husband left them for a younger woman. This wasn't something that his 26-year-old daughter, for whom he had just paid for a wedding a couple of years beforehand, was supposed to do. So I felt very alone in that time, and I was seeking. And I remember searching online, online for something, anything, and I searched divorce and young, and, and I found on iVillage.com a message board, right? There weren't even blogs at the time. It was a message board, and it was called Divorced and Under 30. And I started looking at these other women's posts about their experience of being divorced and under 30, and some of them resonated so much. Some of them were telling my story, that they too had married their college sweetheart, that they too had wanted the perfect life, and that it somehow fell apart. And so I remember reading what they wrote post after post and tears in my eyes, and finally feeling like there was someone, even if this was someone who was in New Zealand or someone who was in Alabama, someone in a different state than me who understood. And then finally I got the courage one day, instead of just stalking their post, to post myself. And after I posted my story, so many women responded and said, oh my goodness, you're speaking the words that I've been feeling. I'm here for you. You've got this. You can do this. And their encouragement felt so good to me that I wanted to give it to everybody else. So I started responding to everybody else's post and telling them they could do it and encouraging them. And keep in mind, this was not my career at the time. At the time, I didn't do this purpose girl work. What I did was corporate marketing. But I was responding to them and feeling so good and so alive being in this role as an empowerment coach without even knowing that that's what I was doing. They were all so encouraging of everything I wrote. They said to me, you have to turn this into a book. And I was like, absolutely. I actually became the head of the message board, the leader. And then they encouraged me to turn it into a book. And so my book was called Divorced Hot and Under 30. And I thought, this is exactly why I went through divorce. It was to write this book about what it's like to go through young divorce, right? It's different because my friends were getting married, because they were having babies, because I didn't have kids, because the majority of the divorce books out there, or all of them had the theme of what it's like to date again with kids or what it's like to date again in your 40s or 50s. And I thought, well, I'm not 40 or 50, I'm 26. So I took my, I got my computer, I sat down at my desk and every night, every weekend, I was writing and I was writing and I felt so awesome. I knew I had something really exciting. And then one day I went on this blind date and I started talking to this guy and telling him I'm working on this book. And he said, oh, I have a friend who's an agent in LA. I'm like, oh my God, like this is serendipitous, right? Like I don't even know this guy. He says, I'll introduce you. Turns out this agent from LA is from the biggest 
literary agency. In fact, I think it's the biggest talent agency in the world. So he connects me with this agent. I start talking with him and he says, send me over what you're doing because it sounds really interesting. And I send it over and I wait. And then about a day or two later, he calls me back and he says, Karen, you are such a good writer, but I can't publish this. It's too much of your own story. And I'm telling you, my friend, my whole heart fell apart. Tears sprung to my eyes. I felt so defeated because I was so sure that this was it. My whole life I'd wanted to write a book. This was why I went through divorce and I am being rejected in this moment and it was horribly painful. So I hung up the phone, totally defeated. And then he called me back the next day. And he said, Karen, I hope you heard me that you are a great writer. I just can't publish that particular book. If you change it, let me know. But what happened to me, and my, at this point I think I was 28, 29, what happened to my 28, 29-year-old self that day is that I shut down. I became so embarrassed, so ashamed of being rejected. I couldn't even hear that he said to me that I was a good writer. I couldn't even process that this big agent from LA called me back the next day. I just was humiliated. Because truth be told, my biggest fear has always been rejection. I don't know about you, what is your biggest fear? Whenever I talk to women about the dreams that they have and why they're not going for it, there's different fears for all of us. Some are afraid of failure. Woo, big one for me too, actually. Some are afraid of rejection. Some are afraid that they're not good enough. Some are afraid of succeeding, that if you succeed, then maybe your friends and family won't appreciate you or get you or want to be connected with you anymore. For me, it was always rejection. It was like this was my base core fear, and I was being rejected in that moment big time. And so honestly, I gave up. And I put that book away, and I went on another date. The other guy didn't work. And I knew this guy was a lawyer, and we had met, and we kind of got along. So before going on this date, I said, I'll marry this guy. It was like the way that I could get out of my dream. I said to myself, oh, I don't want that book dream anyway. What I really want is to get married again. What I really want is to have kids. What I really want is, you know, to, to have a love. So I don't need that book thing anymore. And I really like convinced myself. And I went on this date and I basically said, I'm going to marry this guy. I didn't even know him. Sure enough, because I guess I'm good at creating whatever I want. We, a year later, year and a half later, we were living together. I had already met his parents. Our parents had met and we were at a jewelry store. And he was so not the guy for me. And as I'm in the jewelry store, totally ready to marry this guy again, putting a ring on my finger, I felt so ill. I was like, this is not what I want. And I went home and I broke up with him. And at this point now, I'm in my early 30s. I'm 30, 31. My dad at this point says to me, what are you doing? You can't keep doing this. He literally said to me at the time, your eggs are dying. So I got totally afraid that I would never be able to have children one day. But I gave up that bigger dream that I had and convinced myself I didn't want it. And then here I was years later feeling like I don't know who I am anymore. 
The truth is that that dream of writing, that dream of empowering women was still with me. It was always with me. When you have a dream, it does not go away. You can try. It's like that whack-a-mole game. You know, you go to a fair and it's that game where the, the toy pops up and then you've got the big mallet and you stomp it down and then another one comes up and you stomp it down and then two more come up and you try to stomp them down and three more come up. You can't get rid of it. It will haunt you. It will keep coming back to you. And thank goodness it does. Because every single one of us was put on this earth for purpose, for some purpose. And part of that purpose can indeed be raising your children. And part of that purpose can indeed be being the neighbor and friend. And what I know for sure is that every woman also has an individual purpose, something that is just for her, something that is just her gifts, her talents, her way of expressing herself in the world. And that we must pursue that. And the reasons that we must pursue it, number one, we know that from the research that when you are living your purpose, you have the highest level of life satisfaction. A research study from 2011 showed that even on a crappy day, and we all have crappy days, I have crappy days, even on a crappy day, when you are pursuing your purpose, you overall identify as feeling satisfied and fulfilled in life. And the reason is this. Right, I'm writing this book about women's happiness and women's depression. And so I looked up the root of the word women's depression, and it's what I've always thought, which is that depression is pressing down. You are depressing. You're pressing down something that you have always wanted or something that is true to who you are. And so if you have a dream like I did with this book and I was pressing it down, of course I was going to end up depressed. The opposite then of depression is fulfillment, right? Depression presses down some aspect of yourself, maybe the artist aspect of yourself or the sensual sexual aspect of yourself or the writer in yourself, the, whatever your dream is or whoever you are, it depresses, you are depressed, right? And of course we get pressed down because society is telling us constantly that who we are and what we want is selfish that who we are and what we want is not okay. And then our brain develops those stories saying, who do you think you are? No one's going to want that. No one's going to buy it from you. And the fear of rejection or failure or whatever it is from you comes on strong. So when we have a dream or a part of ourselves that is pressed down, we feel lost because we aren't in our wholeness. Our wholeness is being our full selves expressed in the world. And what I know for sure is that we are living at a time where we cannot afford to be depressed, pressed down. Because someone somewhere needs your talent. Someone somewhere, if you have an idea to open a business that's going to help butterflies in their natural environment, then those butterflies need you. Or you have a talent about cooking in a particular way for a particular group of people because you've been through a food allergy. There are people who need your expertise right now. Whatever it is that has been inside of you, it is needed. And so the opposite of depression is fulfillment. Think about it. Depression presses down and leaves a hole of emptiness in your soul. Fulfillment is the filling up of that hole. 
Fulfillment is the filling up of your soul. Fulfillment is the filling up of your spirit, the filling up of your heart, the filling up of your potential. Researchers say that we use about 10% of our total potential. Just 10%. There is no way on earth that we were born for just 10%. So what would it take to live our full potential? First and foremost, it is getting honest with yourself. Honest about what your dreams and what your desires are. Honest about if there's some sort of secret nagging idea that has not gone away. But how do you figure that out? So often I'll talk to a woman who is interested in coaching or in my Empowered program or is a podcast listener and has questions. And the first question is, so what is it that you want, right? So I'll, I'll try to get clear with them on what they desire. And so often what I find is that we know what we don't want, right? You don't want to keep holding yourself back. You don't want to keep being in fear. You don't want to feel stuck. You don't want to feel unhappy. You don't want to feel lost. You don't want to feel like life is passing you by. You don't want the fat. You don't want the extra pounds. You, whatever it is, you don't want. What we don't want is the first clue to what we do want. It's really just a matter of how we say it. So in a previous episode, I shared with you my end of year ritual. And if you haven't done it, go back and do that because it will clear the way. Even if you're listening to this six months later, go do it now because it gives you a fresh start. And an aspect of that ritual is saying, what do you want to leave behind? Like what is so last year? What is so no longer healthy for you? And what I do is I write down everything I want to leave behind, everything that's not working for me, whether it is a relationship or an aspect of that relationship, or a story that I've told myself, something that's been in my mind, or a fear, or a belief, right? What is it that I no longer want? And then I will look at every single one of them and I will flip it into what I actually do want. And this is so important because this is how we shift from being the victim of our lives to being the creator of our lives. Right? If you feel victimized that your in-laws hate you and so you're constantly walking around with annoyance or with anger or resentment, they're not walking around that way, right? So you're just walking away in that victim place. And in that victim place, then you can't have all the energy and excitement and to go after the dream and desire. So you want to flip it from being the victim to being the creator. That These people are challenging you to be your best. And so you flip it that you're leaving behind that old story about your in-laws or leaving behind them getting to you and you are flipping it into what you actually desire for this year, which is fill in the blank. Perhaps it is to be empowered no matter who you're around or to send love and compassion to everyone no matter what. Or to stand in your integrity and feel good about yourself no matter who you're around. You can do this with every single thing that you do not want. You do not want the 10 pounds. Instead, what you want then is to feel what? Vibrant, healthy. And don't say 10 pounds less because the way that the brain works is that the left side of your brain takes in the words and the right side of your brain turns it into a picture. So if you say, I don't want 10 pounds, what your brain pictures, your right side pictures is the 10 pounds. So this is the difference. You can have a goal that's an avoid goal or an approach goal. And what we know from the research is that approach goals work better. 
Avoid goals are in the negative, right? And that's going to ignite your fear, your fight-flight response, and your stress response, which does not allow you to fulfill your desires and goals as well as you could. Instead, you want to turn it into, right? That can ignite you like, oh, these 10 pounds, oh, I ate too much over the holidays. That can ignite you. But then you want to say, I want to be vibrant. I want to be healthy. And then you want to go deeper and get really specific by what vibrant and healthy means. I had a student who wanted to lose five pounds for the longest time he couldn't. So we did this exercise of the flip, and I said, well, why? Why do you want to lose the five pounds? Oh, because I want to look good. Well, why do you want to look good? Because my husband is so hot. Well, why do you want to look hot for your husband? Because he takes such good care of himself. Well, tell me more. What would looking hot for your husband look like? Oh, we'd go out, and we'd be at a bar, and I'd be feeling really hot. Well, what would make you feel hot and sexy, I asked him. Ooh, I've got these, like, hot pants I've been wanting to wear, and they're, like, leather, and they're, like, oh, they're hot. And he describes these hot pants. And as he's describing them, he's getting so excited about wearing them. His hot pants became the thing that got him to lose the five pounds. So he took them out, puts them on his closet, and he's like looking at them every day and planned a date with his husband when he was going to wear them. So the way you want to do this is to get clear on what it is that you don't want, and then you can flip it into what it is that you do want. With this, we don't want it coming from your head. So a lot of times when we think about what we desire from our head, it's coming from fear, right? It's that fear of what you don't want. So as you go to flip into what you do want, you want to go one step deeper. And for this, you're actually going to have to have some quiet time, right? We so much avoid having quiet time. We distract ourselves. It's easier. And there's a million demands for your time. People want you constantly, right? Work wants you constantly, your kids want you constantly, your friends want you constantly, and it's all amazing and good, except we know, right, how much do you distract yourself so you don't actually have to get quiet and go inside. But the most amazing things happen when you pause, when you give yourself time, when you give yourself space, and that is what I'm doing here on this retreat. Now, I know you might think, Karen, I don't have a week to go away. Or you may think it's selfish, right? You don't think it's probably selfish for me, but you might think it's selfish for you if you had one day where you went to a spa and you just took your journal and you allowed yourself to be with your truth. Or if you allowed yourself three hours to go to a park and be and really go inside, right? We have this idea that when we are doing for ourselves, we are being selfish. But I actually can't imagine anything more selfless than giving yourself the time and the space to discover your truth, to get clear about what you desire so that you can put that out into the world. There is nothing better than your kids seeing you fulfill a desire and a dream. Because then instead of you just talking about it or you just telling them you can go for your dreams, they are witnessing it. They don't learn from what you say, they learn from what you do. So taking time for yourself is absolutely critical. Ensuring that you have tools is absolutely critical. Being away here this week is magical. It has been so incredible. I'm on 12 acres of land. I'm in this gorgeous house that a friend of mine owns, and she has graciously gifted this to me this week so I could write. It is on 12 acres of land so that when I have needed a break, when I need to clear my mind, when I need to refocus, or just uh, get out of the house for a minute. I've been walking in the woods. 
And it's incredible. I feel so grounded. I feel so connected. Now, on the one hand, this might seem selfish being away from Josh for a week or being away from my dog for a week or not seeing clients this week. Some people could interpret what I'm doing as selfish. And certainly this is to fulfill my self-dream, my dream. But this dream of mine, this book that I'm writing, I want to change every woman's life that's alive. Because my biggest desire is that every single woman alive knows her dreams and desires and knows how to make herself happy, knows the tools to go for it. Since that first experience with that agent, I have tried to write a book for years, years. It's been a long time since I picked up the divorced hot and under 30 book because I'm 44, so that does not apply anymore. But I went on then, when I went to graduate school, I said, oh, okay, I'm going to turn my master's thesis into a book. So where they required 30 pages of writing for our master's thesis, I wrote 100. And my poor advisor who had to read over it, and I said, I'm going to turn it into a book. I'm going to turn it into a book. So I wrote it as if it was a book, right? All about women's purpose and how we need purpose and to go after our purpose. And then afterwards, I thought, okay, I'm going to put this out into the world. It needed probably, it was only like a third done. It probably needed two thirds more. And I was also, though, trying to start my business. I was trying to start a coaching business. I was trying to get out there speaking to to companies. I was trying to get my whole livelihood off the ground. I was moving from Philadelphia, where I went to graduate school, to New York. And life got in the way, so I didn't write. So a year went by, or two years, and I thought, okay, i got to put this book out in the world. So I hired a writing coach. I took a class. Okay, this is going to get me focused. But I was still trying to squeeze it into an hour here or two hours there. And then another year went by. So then I saw a writing contest, right, specifically for self-help writers. And I thought, I'm going to apply to this contest, and that's how I'm going to do it. And so it forced me to write, I think, two full chapters and a whole book proposal. And I turned it in, and would you believe I won the contest, right? Thousands of people, and I won the contest. But what I won was getting a chapter in an anthology, not my whole book which is amazing. And if you want that book, it's called Pebbles in the Pond. And it's an incredible book of different stories of resilience and overcoming challenge and living purpose. And you can get it on my website at purposegirl.com. It's incredible. And if you buy it on my website, I'll sign it for you. And it makes a great gift. So it was great, but it's still, I still didn't follow it, right? For the last seven years, I have been building this great work in the world, doing this podcast, speaking at companies like Capital One and Victoria's Secret and Progressive Insurance and coaching clients all over the world. And I love you all so much. But in the midst of all of that, I'm not getting my dream done. It's on my calendar to work on a book for an hour on a Thursday or an hour on a Friday. It's just not happening. And so it might seem selfish to some people that I left my responsibilities and came away for a week. What I encourage you to think about is that this is the most important thing I could possibly do. And that if anyone in my life found this selfish, then they are not for me. That person then is not for me. And the same is true for you. You need time for you. You need space to go into yourself. In fact, it was just the Golden Globes and Glenn Close's speech about her mother and how her mother at 80 years old, said to her that she hadn't accomplished anything, made Glenn Close so sad because this woman had raised her and been such a great mother and wife. But what her mother meant was that she hadn't done her own purpose and she looked back at her life and she regretted it. 
I was watching this speech with tears in my eyes because Glenn Close said to the world, mothers out there, you must pursue your own purpose too. You must have the thing that is for you. And she's right. In psychology, there is a term called emotional contagion. And what that means is that our emotions are contagious. Other people pick up our moods. So if you're in a happy mood, everyone around you feels it and it makes them happier. And when you are bitter or resentful, depressed, then other people pick up on that too. And in my research for the book, I'm finding that men and women actually experience the emotion of anger in equal amounts, but men get their anger out, right? And a lot of us women have been told it's not ladylike, don't get it out, right? So what ends up happening is that we turn that anger inward. And what a lot of women have anger about, resentment about, not having the time, opportunity, possibility, space to do what they need to do, to do what they want to do. And so we turn it inward and it becomes depression and then it becomes bitter and it becomes resentful and it becomes a harsh temper. And then we know what happens, right? Then we take it out on husband, kids, person at work, person on the phone at Verizon Wireless. So we take it out when what is required, right? There's a lot we can do with anger and that's a whole other episode that I've done in the past and we'll do again because we have to get it out of our bodies. I love to go into the woods and just scream and have a good old two-year-old temper tantrum. But what we actually have to do is to shift out of the depression and move into fulfillment. Because your emotions are contagious. In fact, what the research finds is your emotions are contagious up to three degrees of separation, which means your emotions impact your child. And then, so if you're in a really like resentful, pissy mood, your child feels it. And then whoever they talk to next, let's say it's their friend, now they're going to be more resentful toward their friend and then their friend toward their parent, right? So it's three degrees of separation. And this is very important as women because we still have the major influence of kids, right? We have the major influence in our communities. We have the major influence of our neighbors. We are the ones who at work are the more relationship focused. So our emotions matter. Now, I'm not telling you to suppress and to hide. No, the opposite, right? I want you to go listen to my episode on grief and anger so you can actually feel what you feel. What I'm telling you is that when you fulfill your purpose, when you are fulfilled, when you are fulfilling your desires, when you know what they are and you're actually going for it, you will be spreading the positive, juicy, joyful, fulfilled feeling. And now imagine having that feeling Right? I am telling you, these, I've been here now for four or five days. I feel so grounded. I feel so connected. I feel so at peace. I feel so alive. I feel so freaking proud of myself because I am going for the dream. I said that 2018 was going to be the year that I published a book and I got further than I ever have. I wrote the book proposal. I actually asked friends if they would connect me with their agents. They did. I signed an agent. I was sure 2018 was going to be the year. The agent helped me to make my book proposal even better. And then she sent out, we made a one-pager. She sent it out to, I don't know, 20, 25 publishers. 
14 of them, 14 friends said that they wanted more. I was like, I'm definitely publishing my book this year. And then one by one, they all rejected me. Every single one. When the first rejection came last year, I was in tears. I couldn't look at my computer. I was so ashamed. I went to bed. I didn't want any of you to know that I was such a failure. I needed Josh to basically like pick me up and get me back on my feet. And then the second one came and the same thing happened. And I said, okay, I need a strategy. So I decided my strategy was going to be to say JK Rowling, right? Because she got rejected so many times and she's freaking JK Rowling, right? Harry Potter, all those publishers are kicking themselves. So then the third rejection came and I said, JK Rowling and the fourth. And then at some point it became okay. I am surviving. I will be okay. And by the time the last rejection came, I didn't even care. I was like, yeah, it's not going to be published. Cool. Move on next. And then I had to decide, am I going to move forward with this book or a different book? Because I will not live by the, I can't instead. I will live my life saying, how can I? And I want you to do the same thing. If you are listening to me and you're like, I can't go away for a few days and pursue my dream, write up a business plan, do my artwork, go back to school, then I implore you, purpose power tip number one is that instead you say, how can I? You want a different answer? You have to start asking different questions. Number two, you must get a way to actually hear what is in your heart and soul. And if you do not know your dreams, if you do not know your desires, if you only know that things are down, right? That you have been feeling depressed or stuck or lost. Then number two is that you take the time for you. Whether that is for you, you go away for a few days with your journal and you let yourself actually go inside. That is that you hire a coach. I would not be doing this work with you if I did not have a coach. I have always had a coach uh, since maybe 10, year, 10 years, eight years. Because when I was in that place where I had a dream and I wasn't pursuing it because I was so afraid to lose my health insurance, I was so afraid to not have any money, I was so afraid to be rejected and to fail, I wasn't moving forward. I was reading every self-help book that there was, but I wasn't moving forward. So I talked to a coach. A friend of mine was like looking really awesome at work. And I'm like, hey, Sue, what are you doing? You're like looking awesome. And I don't mean like her body. I meant like she looked confident and alive. And I said, what are you doing? And she's like, I hired a coach. You should talk to him. So I talked to him. And when he told me what he charged, I was like, are you crazy? No, I don't need that. I can do it on my own. And then a month went by and I hadn't made any progress. So I thought, well, I'm not making the progress on my own, right? That old adage, no change, no change. If you don't make any change, you're not going to have any change. So I decided, I realized if I'm not doing it on my own, I need someone's help. And there's no shame in that. And he is the one that actually got me to remember my dreams about writing. He is the one that actually got me to apply to graduate school. He is the one that got me off the dime and back on to the plan. It was amazing. And that's why I believe in the process. And that's why I coach today. Because I believe in the process and I want to get you off the dime. Right? That's why I do my Empowered program, the four-month program that is all about you getting so clear on your desire, so clear on what you want, so clear on your own dreams, and then going through the process where we redo every old story, whatever is holding you back. We look at that. We get over it so that you are taking action and moving forward by the end of four months. It's incredible. 
That's why in this program, I had a woman write an entire book doing this program. Several women go back to school, start businesses, find love. Whatever it is that is in your heart that you are wanting, take the time for you. There is nothing selfish about spending money on yourself because of emotion contagion. If you a year from now are going to be in the same place where you are now and still feeling that longing for fulfillment, then it's actually the most selfless thing you could do to spend some money on yourself or spend some time on yourself because it's going to positively impact your kids, your partner, your friends, your office mates, everyone around you. Purpose power tip number three goes with that. Ask who can help. So I knew I needed to get away and I asked a friend who has a house and she could have said no, but she was so generous, right? When I have needed assistance, like with getting my writing back off the ground, hired a writing coach, right? Who can help you? What do you need and who can help? There is no shame in asking for help. And the last purpose power tip is I want you to think about the year 2020. It's kind of hard to believe that we're going into 2020, but it is less than a year away. It's less than 365 days away. And it's a whole new decade. And one of the things that we know from research is that at the end of someone's life, what our elders, our wise people say is that they look back and they don't regret the things that they did. They regret the things that they did not do. They regret that they had the dream and didn't go for it or that they wanted to share their love with someone and they didn't. Don't let that happen to you. Maybe I'm lucky that I got robbed at gunpoint 10 years ago because I learned this firsthand. I learned firsthand this question, if there was a gun to your head, what would you regret never having done? If it was the end of your life, what would you regret never having done? And whatever that is, that is what you must go for. And under my watch, and believe me, you are now under my watch, listening to the Purpose Girl podcast, I want you to have me on your shoulder at all times. I want you to hear my voice. Every time you say, I can't do that, I don't have money, yes, you can. You say, I don't have money for something, going away, whatever it might be for you, coaching, whatever. You ask yourself, how can I? There are so many ways. You can ask for a different payment plan. You can go rake leaves. You can pick up a side job. You can sell something on Etsy. You could go through your house and do a garage sale. There are so many ways. I don't ever want to hear you say, I can't. I want to hear you say, how can I? If it's something that you want. If it's something that lights you up. If it's something that you desire. So as you approach 2020, I want you to really fast forward and ask yourself, what will make it so that when you get to the end of this year, when you get to 2020, you will look back at this year, this decade with no regrets. No regrets. And that, my love, is what you must pursue today. If I can be of help to you, let me know. I am taking on two, only two individual coaching clients right now. I've got two spots open. Go to PurposeGirl.com. There's an application for coaching. My Empowered program is also open right now, but it is more than half full. So it fills up, it's filling up very quickly. I have made a payment plan option where I've spread the payments out over 10 months to make it so that every woman could do this. But there are only a few spots left. So you want to go to PurposeGirl.com forward slash Empowered 
and sign up. Let this be the year that you become empowered. That program is all about you getting clear on your dream and you going for it. The women who are joining so far, one of them knows that she is here to open a cafe and with, for different health food because she's been through food challenges in her life, health challenges, and she knows how to like cook in a very, bake in a very healthy way. The women who are signing up for this program, you will be surrounded by a sisterhood that will support you for life through a combination of group coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching, purpose books, which are 15 to 20 page workbooks that I have personally created. You get more than 40 hours of group coaching with me. You get eight of these 15 page purpose books, which clients say are gold for you to go deep into who you are, what you desire, what's going to light you up, what your passion is and overcoming any challenges. You get a weekly meditation of me taking you into each week of the program, building you up, building you up, building you up, as well as the support of a sisterhood. Every graduate of this program says that I should have charged more because it has brought them so much in their lives. So if this appeals to you, if this resonates for you, if it's speaking to you, ask yourself, how can I? Email me, call me, we will figure it out. I only have a few spots left. So again, make this the year that you go for it. Listen, I have decided that I'm self-publishing this book. It doesn't matter, right? I don't need a big publisher. That would be nice. And I actually think one day a big publisher will buy this from me. But what's more important to me is that I get this book out this year by Women's Global Happiness Day. And I know that what I'm writing is resonant, is important. So always ask, how can I? even if you feel like a failure. Like, listen, I thought I would have a big publisher, so it's a little, oh, I'm a little embarrassed. No, don't be. That's what's so amazing about today's world. You want to have a TV show? You've got YouTube. You want to have a radio show? You've got podcasts. You want to have a book? Self-publish, right? This is the age. There are so many tools at our disposal to live our purpose. So with that, my love, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I hope you loved this episode. If you did, please rate it. Please give me five stars. Give me a review. The more reviews, it matters because that's how more women are out there searching for podcasts. They look at how many reviews there are, how many five-star reviews there are, what people say, and that really helps more women to find us. Of course, please share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with the women in your office. Make it like a book club where you listen every week. This is how we are going to change the world one woman at a time. I also now have a voicemail capability. I want you to go to purposegirl.com forward slash voicemail. Ask me your questions. I'm going to do another Q&A coming up soon. And as always, please follow me on Instagram at Karen Rockind and my Facebook group is big changes. So find the Purpose Girls Facebook group. You just search for Purpose Girls. We're going to be doing Monday Motivation. We're going to be doing Wednesday Girl Crush. We're going to be doing so many new things, including Facebook Lives with me. So you want to make sure you are going to the Purpose Girls group, signing up. We are going to have a big community women's network over there. And finally, if there's anything I can ever do for you, please reach out. And as always, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.